Flint, Michigan, baby, the Motor okay. City. Flint, Michigan, I arrived at the shop that was doing approximately about 30 cases a day. It was a shop that had a lot of talent, but it was in a struggle, right? They needed some fire, man. And I happened to come in at the right time right after Steve trained me. And I like to be the top dog. And they had some guys that if you lit their fire, they were going to produce. And that made me produce more in turn because I wanted to be the top dog. I like my name at the top of the list. And then I started getting so consistent with it and cocky. I would start, you know, about a year after Steve trained me, I started putting my numbers on the board before I'd even go out for the day. I'd grab yeah. the black marker and I'd go up to that board and say, Billy, load me up 20 and I'd put a 20 on the board. You know what I mean? And Billy knew I was dead serious. 90% of the time I put that number on the board. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Famous, infamous Scott. Like I've seen Scott a lot on Facebook and some people said, hey, Cody, you have to interview Scott. So I said, I've never talked to him. I'm going to reach out to him. And now we're chatting. Scott, for those that don't know you, introduce yourself and yeah, give us a one-on-one. Scott Jakes, born in Michigan here, uh, Saginaw. Did most of my schooling here in Michigan. I went out to however my senior year in California to live with my uncle. Graduated from school out there in California. Went to junior college. Don't have much, don't have much of a college background. Always been a go-getter. Had more of a go-getter background. Even since the days of, I don't know if you guys ever did the St. Jude's Mathathon in elementary. Uh-uh. Well, anyways, it's to raise cancer okay. for money. St. Jude's uh, Children's Research for the Cancer. And this is back, I mean, we're going back third, fourth grade. Like, this is like the beginning of my door knocking. I don't know if it was like, if our class one, we got a pizza party or something. But I just went berserk, dude. I just went through our whole town knocking all these doors and getting all these sponsors and I ended up getting recognized and just that was my first moment of where I tasted like the success of door knocking. Cause there was like all kinds of stuff that came with it, a gift card. We got a pizza party. I was in the paper. So you get this hurrah and it all started with door knocking, you know? So I kind of felt the love of door knocking early on and then early on mowing lawns, shoveling. I had a baseball card addiction. Most of you guys know in the, in the door-to-door industry, addiction fuels a lot of uh, door-to-door guys. So my baseball card addiction like started this 10, 11 years old. I've been knocking doors to mow lawns and knocking doors to shovel because though my dad had money, my parents were divorced. So like dad lives in Saginaw, mom lives over in Mount Pleasant. So we're not wealthy by any means. My grandparents are the ones that take me school shopping, get me all my sports equipment and stuff. So but I'm living with my mom. I see my dad on the weekends. So I've been a go-getter. I've had to make a lot of things happen myself. I've learned in life that like, if you want to get done right, there's a good chance that you're probably going to have to do it yourself. I mean, there are some people that offer good services, but at a, at a percentage rate, you know, if you want done right, do it yourself, take a high percentage shot, get it done yourself. And so I started taking that initiative. 19 years old, I'm a graduate from high school. I come home to uh, Saginaw from California and I'm staying with my dad for the summer and he makes me get a job before I go back out to California for school. 
I'm not just going to sit around all summer, you know, 19 years old around his house. He's not going to let that happen. My dad's 10 speed bike to work. And I say my dad's 10 speed bike to work because if it was, if I was ever going to own a bike, that would have been the bike and I was never going to take that bike. So I'm just going to say it was dad's bike because I was never settling for that bike. So like the first day or two, I had to ride this horrible ass 10 speed to work. I did have a driver's license. However, I think it was like day or three or four, I showed up. First day I got my butt handed to me too. I think I sold one single box of food, made a couple of nickels, like literally nickels. Well, this, um, is your, this is eight, your, your job is door to door selling food. Food, okay, door to door selling food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job, your summer job. Me, yes, my, my job, I sell food door to door. I've done this for 20 years. This is the beginning. Okay, we'll go back to that. I'm just saying, trying to give yeah. him a quick background, but yeah. 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 Um, so you guys know I've sold meat, but I'm back here at my first couple of days here at Elite Foods and Finally, I get a truck to take home. The manager there lets me take a truck home. And I'm starting to dig this job a little bit. I see the guy next to me making tons of money. I'm not working in a vehicle with him. I'm working in the same office as him. So I'm seeing him at night turn in and rah-rah in the morning. He's all fired up, got a knot in his pocket. You know what I mean? Everybody likes to have that knot in their pocket. So, by the way, that's just one of my pockets. We all, got a, we all love them knots in our pockets. Anyways, old Jason Molitor fired me up, man. Just seeing him have that money in his pocket and that smile on his face and that pizzazz to him. And he really liked his job. He really enjoyed his job and what he did. And finally, when I got the opportunity with him, it was like about a week later. About day three or four, I started taking the truck home. And then day, one of the days I showed up early and, and Jason's driver didn't happen to show up. So I finally get the opportunity to ride with this guy and we mold pretty good. To where I end up getting to go out with them for day two. But mind you, a year and a half later, this is after Jason trained me, I didn't have the knowledge that Steve gave me. I got an invite to go down to Atlanta. This is where I get retrained. This is in 2001. I started in 99. 2001, I get an invite to go down to uh, Atlanta to go work for Harry Peden, who's known as the Beef Baron, was in Forbes 500 on the cover of Forbes magazine. Like, he sits courtside with the vendor at the Hawks games. Like, vendors is boy type of money i get invited to go work for harry peden down there who had 82 offices i think bigger than schwann's at one time so i go down there and his long story short a month later after me going down there i finally get to ride with steve gallagher the other guy that i see in the office that's like jason molitor but come to find out steve was a lot better he was an old kirby guy and he's the one that taught me just the three reasons why people buy or don't buy I rate that real heavy on my, my thinking. You know, I got a thinking sheet. and Three reasons why people are buy or don't buy. If you truly believe that and you truly understand that and feel that, it really elevates your production because it helps eliminate the excuses of what it does. You know, them excuses that you come back to the shop with of why I didn't perform. Usually, 75% of the time, unless something crazy happened like the law came in and you were knocking doors, you are the reason you didn't perform. See, I didn't know that. I would come back to the shop and come back with all these excuses. Steve helped me realize, no, 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 kid, it's you. Like my first day after getting to ride with them, I was telling him how good of a door hook I was. A door hook is someone that gets in the door, not a closer. But I was telling him, so he finally takes me out after a month and after 45 minutes and knock and he looks at me and he says, dude, you suck. Swear to God, dude, I think my don't stink. I'm 21 years old. I'm telling this guy how good of a door hook I am. And 45 minutes later, I can't get in a single door. And this old man looks at me, gray beard and all. He said, you 
sucked, dude. And I'm like, whoa, dude, it was a humbling moment. It was a very, very humbling moment. You know what I mean? Because this is the guy that I'm looking up to at this time. In the first driveway, I you not that this old man pulls in. He rolls down the window. Don't even get out the vehicle. Window pitches this lady. Hooks her. Jumps out and drops like a $600 deal in five minutes. Hauls in 300 bucks on the truck. And he's like, that's how you do it. And literally, like from that moment on, I knew that I'd need to listen to what that old man had to say. You know what I mean? Right from day one, I respected that old man and everything he said was gold. I didn't question anything he said. Everything he said was gold. And it was, I think it was that way that I took my training from him is why I was able to succeed. I didn't question why he did what he did. He would explain to me if I, if I did ask, well, Steve, why did you stop and pause and scratch your head? And well, I got to act like I'm thinking about the price. You know, Steve was cold. He'd be like, put his hat on his head, smack his leg. No, I'm serious. If you ever watch me close, dude, it's like Denzel. It's like watching Denzel in an Academy Award winning movie, dude. I get to taking off my hat and scratching my head. I'll put it on, smack my leg, bro. I'm a monster in them houses. I'm no joke, bro. I'm next level at this mother door to door, excuse my language, but I'm next level at this door to door. I don't think you guys quite understand. I mean, I'm like Academy Award winning performer in these houses. When I get in there and I'm at that kitchen table, the only thing that's stopping that sale is either me. Well, they like me. I'm in the house at the table. It's either the product or their money. I eliminate money off the bat. I make sure they got a new car. Now all I got to do is give them enough product knowledge to where they can make an educated decision. So Steve, you consider Steve one of your early mentors. Let's like take it back. Cause I think a lot of people like get in that moment and they have a mentor, they have a trainer and that mentor slaps them with some truth and they have a decision. Either I'm going to apply that and get better or I'm going to think my way better. So like walk me through that moment where you did really well actually already, but like, did you feel offended? I felt offended at the same time, but I knew he was being dead ass honest, man. You know what I mean? I knew I had just struggled for 45 minutes, dude. That old man was telling me something that I needed to hear at that time. He gave it to me raw and uncut. If you want to grow, some people got to have it raw and uncut. You know what I mean? Some people you can't beat around the bush and bullshit. You know what I mean? He straight up told me, hey, kid, your stinks. You need to do this. And so I started watching him like a hawk. You know what I mean? Everything he did, his body language is, what do they call that? Your sign language is very important. Very important. You can communicate a lot with your hands, with your head. You know, never go like this. It's always like this in a house. It's never no. It's always yes. Your hand movement should be always up and down instead of no, because this way relates as no. And when you're inside the house, don't stand across from people. Get next to them. Opponents stand face to face to each other. Teammates stand side by side. Get next to them on their shoulder right here. Get right next to them on their shoulder. Don't be so confrontive face to face. Be their teammate and get on the side of them. Lightly touch them on the shoulder. Start boxing them in. Sir, if I got ridiculous, would you tell a few of your friends how good they were? Shut up, man. Give them the gun. All you got to do is use one-liners and give them the gun, man, and shut up. Sir, let me ask you this. If I got ridiculous, you got a place to put them? You can only say yes or no to the questions I ask. I got preset up questions because I already know the way they're going to answer them. 75% of the time, it goes this way. 25% of the time, it doesn't go, but it's a pretty good shot I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like my odds. When you're first getting mentored, how long did that take you to feel like from, I'm really hot stuff. Oh, shoot, I'm not. That's reality. But there's this guy, Steve, he's mentoring me. How long did it take you to 
like really figure out his method and apply that to your own practice. I'm going to be honest, dude. I had to knock for that guy for six months, but he did it right. He didn't overwhelm me with the training all at once. All I did was knock doors. I mastered the hook. The hook is the toughest part of this job. I don't give a f how good of a closer you are. If you can't get in a door, you ain't making a dime. A good door hook that's a garbage closer that gets in six doors and only closes one is going to make 10 times as much as a good closer. You know what I mean? So first he got me uh, mastering the hook. Once I got that hook down and I was hooking every third or fourth door, I learned how to close just from going inside and watching him and study him. He didn't even have to teach me how to close. He taught me how to hook the door and I watched myself how to close. He didn't have to teach me how to close. I studied him like a book. I didn't have to teach me. I'm no dummy. I'm watching this guy study him like a book. You know what I mean? Every demo I got him and he was closing. So I obviously say what he says and it's going to work, right? Yep. Okay. So, you, so you've been in this. More of a monkey see, monkey do attitude, pretty much. Pretty simple. It is know? pretty simple, but you and I both know that that's not reality for most reps. And, and that's crazy that it's so, not reality, though. And it is that simple. You know what I mean? If you want to learn how to shoot a free throw like Michael Jordan, I suggest you go get in the gym with him if you can. I happened to get in the gym with Michael Jordan and watched him shoot free throws. That was the only difference. And I like to give guys the same training. The guys in my field that I've trained, I probably, the number three and five rep in my field are guys that I've trained in America. So the top five guys in my field in America are probably, three of them are me and two guys I've trained. Okay, so you start, you got some good kicks with this guy, Steve. What's the next step of your career from that? So you're working uh, for six Flint, months and then what? Flint, Michigan, baby. The Motor okay. City. Flint, Michigan. I arrived at the shop that was doing approximately about 30 cases a day. It was a shop that had a lot of talent, but it was in a struggle, right? They needed some fire, man. And I happened to come in at the right time right after Steve trained me. And I like to be the top dog. And they had some guys that if you lit their fire, they were going to produce. And that made me produce more in turn because I wanted to be the top dog. I like my name at the top of the list. And then I started getting so consistent with it and cocky. I would start, you know, about a year after Steve trained me, I started putting my numbers on the board before I'd even go out for the day. I'd grab yeah. the black marker and I'd go up to that board and say, Billy, load me up 20 and I'd put a 20 on the board. You know what I mean? And Billy knew I was dead serious. 90% of the time I put that number on the board, I was hitting it. It would take something crazy like a flat tire or getting pulled over for knocking and having to go to the next town and get pulled over there. It would take something crazy for me not to hit that number. You know what I mean? And like James McNamara said, back when I trained him, them days that we didn't hit 20 cases, he said they were really quiet rides back to the shop. <laughs> so let's build some context here. When you say 20 cases, what is that? How much is the value worth? Oh, it's about probably... Thirty-five dollars to $4,000 worth of food a day, door-to-door, -door, yeah. cold calling. The cost on that is I was paying $100 a case is what I was paying, and I got four bonus cases. So really, I got 24 for 20 I turned in for the 20 and I got four cases free. But I also had two door knockers during that run. Okay. There were guys I was training. My first set of guys was Ron and James, and then James's family. That's what I love. If you do this job right, man, this door-to-door -door right, if you train the right individual, next thing you know, you're going to have a flock of family members coming in. And it can be a really good it can be a really good onboarding process if you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? But that's the problem is a lot of these guys don't know what they're doing. They don't know that just they think they become a manager and that's all their job. No, your, your job as a manager is to sell your guys. That's your job as a manager. You still have to sell. But now you're selling this crew is what you're selling. You know what I mean? And a lot of guys don't know that. 
they don't know this job from 20 years in. They know this job from two or three years in. You know what I mean? And when you become a manager, you still got to sell. You got to sell your new reps on the job, what it can do for them. Sell them on coming into filling out an app and then selling them on a truck. Not to mention the whole crew, you got to go sell on doing their job. You know what I mean? And a lot of the guys get mixed up in this. And that's why I see this business. I think it's oversaturated with less than power reps. Okay. What do you mean by that? I believe that that the door-to-door industry as a whole is 90% weak reps and 10% strong reps. And it should be the other way around. We need to be helping each other more. We need to be teaching each other the tips that are getting us these high percentage results, how we're closing these deals, man, how we're getting these checks, how we're hypnotizing these people to say yes. So you mentioned a couple things. So what's the difference between a 10% rep, a pro rep and a 90% rep? A couple, like one thing you said is keeping it simple and just modeling, right? Monkey see, monkey do. What else? Keeping it simple is, is amazing. Hard work. Hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard, period. Work hard. Treat this like a job. Get out there at nine o'clock in the morning like you are your own foreman. You know what I mean? Get out there at nine o'clock on them doors like you're your own foreman. You don't need nobody to tell you what you do. You know what you got to do if you've been doing this two, three years. It's no secret. You know what I mean? Turn your fucking phone off. Tell your homeboys to quit calling and your girl to quit blowing you up that you got to get money. Or you might as well just stay at home if you're going to be dicking on your phone and playing games all day out there. You know what I mean? You might as well just stay home for the day, burning up gas. And because, you know, you're only as strong as the guy next to you. Don't get on a truck if you're going to bring the whole truck down. You know what I mean? If you want to stay home, stay home. Don't go nag them other two guys out that are all pumped up, bouncing off the walls. But then again, that kind that can create a synergy where the other guy can catch too, but that's to each their own. You know what I mean? Just try to stay positive, man. That's what it is. Okay, positive so you, mental attitude. So you've been doing this for 20 years now. And this is what I hear all the time from people first starting out, from people been in for a while. They say, door to door is hard. You eventually just burn out. No. What's your no, answer to that? There you go. I saw a big gonna, smile. What's the answer? No, 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 no. Door to door is not hard. No. No, the only thing that gets burned out is the player. The game ain't changed a bit. The only thing that changes is the thinking of the player, homie. Okay, the so game you- hasn't changed a bit. The only thing that changes is the thinking of the player. Okay, so let's dissect that a bit, right? So, again, I've only been in Dordor five years. So not, not a ton of time, good amount of time. Not 20 years by any means. When you were knocking doors when you were 19, 20 years old versus knocking doors now, hasn't changed a thing. Is there any... Uh- I'm, well, asking, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not calling you on that, but what I mean is like, there are certain principles of the same. What principles have stayed the same throughout the whole time? Well, say, say that one more time so I can what, hear you better. What, what principles have stayed the same for that time? Obviously, something's changed. Like products change, price change, like economies go up and down. I get that. But like, what principles have you seen that consistently have helped you be successful? Hard work. Okay. Hard work and running an itinerary. Okay, well, let's, let's define hard work because I guarantee if I say hard work, a millennial is going to define hard work different than you define hard work. Running an itinerary, writing down, breaking your, your, your day down in mini goals. Don't set such a big goal. Like if your goal is to sell six alarms for the day, per se, if you're knocking doors from eight o'clock until eight o'clock at night, you got a 12-hour day. Let's break this down. Okay, from nine o'clock to noon, we want two alarms off. If we have two off by noon, there's a good chance that we're going to have six off by eight. So in order to get to the six, let's just get to the two. Let's not even worry about the six. Six is a goal. 
But as long as we get two off by 12, the six is going to be there. You just got to have confidence in that and know that. As long as you get that two off by noon, you're going to have the four off by four. And you know damn well if you got four off by four before a prime time rolls around, you're probably going to hit for an 8-10 clip instead of six. You see what I'm saying? Break your day down in smaller goals rather than one big large goal and make it a little bit simpler on yourself. Set goals that you can obtain rather than goals so far out there. Set a goal that you know you're going to obtain and beat, even if it's minute. Even if the goal is small, set a goal that you know you're going to hit and go above and grow from that. That's what I did. You know yeah. what I mean? First, I, before I was taking out 20 cases a day, I had to start selling 10 cases a day. Because at one point in time in this business, remember I told you when I started, I struggled selling four cases a day, 24 boxes. That was four cases because there's six boxes to a case. So it's kind of two ways of talking. But that, when I said the 24 boxes, that's four cases. So I had to go from four cases to 10 to 10 to 20. You see what I'm saying? So first I had to do the 10 before I could even do the 20. It was me doing 10 every day at four o'clock that realized, okay, I need to put some more food on here. I still got a lot of daylight left. See, I never knew what I was capable of until I started doing it and started thinking, okay, hey, I got, I got all this daylight and I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm either going to spend all this money I made right now throughout the rest of the day or I can occupy my time, make some more money, be tired as hell. And you know, when you're tired and you come home, all you're going to do is go to bed and you're going to wake up with all that money in your pocket. <laughs> so it's a win-win. You know what I mean? You can't lose. So Hard work, man. Hard work, man. It beats talent when talent refuses to work hard. A lot of talented guys in my field don't work hard. That's why I beat them. They're granted they go out and sell out two, three days a week. But if you only go out and sell out two, three days a week, that's 180 boxes. The guy that's doing 60 boxes, you know, or the guy that's doing 48 boxes consistently throughout a six-day week is beating you. How, you know so what I mean? How that, though? So how, how do you, like, because, again, it, doors is a different beast. And not, not that, I mean, you still work hard, but most, the majority of door-to-door sales people do a summer job and then are off the rest of the year. Just take out, check out. I'm 12 months. 12 months. I'm, so. So what, if I, is, is I would it be just doing your whooping. superhero? Is just Scott's just a superhero? Like, no, no, what, I put what's my the difference? Pants on the same way you do. I put my pants on the same way you do and all the guys that I went to school work that worked at GM. I don't want to be in that GM factory with them. I got kids and I got a wife. So I'm either going to be in that GM factory, filthy as hell, working for 15 bucks an hour, or I'm going to be doing what I'm doing now, making a lot of money. I just got to be my supervisor. That's why I know the understanding of the other. I know what else it takes if I don't do this. I know what I will have to do. I'll have to be roofing at 10 bucks an hour. I didn't go to school like a lot of these guys. So, and I don't want to go sell cars for 50K a year either. That ain't popping either. Like my wife's mentioned 10 times over and over. I ain't going to do it. Ain't no way in hell, man. Ain't no way. Love it. So, so there's two things I'm witnessing. Or one real big thing is like, well, two things. So one, you know what the alternative is, but you also have this freedom right? Of your schedule. But that freedom comes with a cost. You have to be your own foreman. You said that. Yes. Right? Yes. So how do you keep yourself responsible enough and not let the freedom get control of the foreman? Oh, the freedom had control of me for many years. Okay. I'm just learning this shit. Hey, hey, now, let me, let me be honest now. The freedom got the best of me for many years. I'm just now overcoming many years of addiction. I'm just now starting to use a good set of thinking. I'm just now starting to use stop and think methods. You know what I mean? I took a cognitive behavior class that really helped me develop as an individual, to be honest. And truly cognitive behavior really helps you in door-to-door -door sales too if you can, if you can relate it properly. So if you know that's, I, that's a huge problem I see in door-to-door -door is people let the freedom get control. 
and uh, they don't use this. And I, I've been there. I've been there where I got a you know $16,000 check one week, and I was like, shoot, I don't have to work for two weeks. I'm not working, you know. And then then it comes to bite you later, you know. And it took the same thing. A lot of outside help for me to be able to like level that behavior. So what what is your suggestion to new reps that are crushing it, doing well, and then all of a sudden they're being irresponsible? Align yourself with. And this is very, 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 very important. Align yourself with the right team. Okay. Align yourself with the right individuals. This is very, very important. The individuals that you surround yourself are going to be your ultimate destiny. If you're making 100K a year, but you only got 5K at the end of the year, did you really make 100K that year or did you blow 95K that year? Yeah. So what do these no. right individuals look like? Describe that for me. Because some, some people are going to be like, well, I have these people, they're my friends or they're my, you know, whatever. Cool like, what, what's right? What's your right? On Facebook and shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The guys that are in there digging deep with you, man. The guys that are in there in the fields, that are in the trenches with you, the guys that understand what you're going through, the guys that are going to be able to help you relate. You know what I mean? Surround yourself with winners. You know what I mean? Stay away from the guys with the bad attitudes in the shops. Don't align yourself with them. Align yourself with the positive attitudes. And start doing a lot of positive things in your life. You know, when you're going into the stores, limit your discipline on your spending. I know a lot of guys in my field, every store it seems like we stop at, they got to buy 100 Red Bulls, 100 Twinkies, this, that, scratch-offs. And I'll be like, man, if you spend $20 each time we stop at the store and I give you 400 at the day, did you really make 400 for the day or did you make 260 You know what I mean? It's just you got to surround yourself with people that are making good choices. For me, I'll tell you my perspective. So – for me, salespeople have been the hardest for me because salespeople are so good at putting a good image out there. And it's hard to tell like, oh, that person I should mentor from and that person I shouldn't. Because some people are, are they talk the talk. But yeah. after, you, after you're with them for a while, they're like, Ooh. They take the best pictures and they use their boss's cars for their pictures. And they got the, yeah, oh yeah, I know, I know. I know all about it. But you just got to understand how to disguise the real from the fake. You'll know the real from the fake when you talk to a man. When you talk to a real one, you'll know a real one when you talk to him. That's, and them are the guys, when you find the real ones, because that's how I found Steve Gallagher. You know, it wasn't the first day that I met him. It was the consistency. It was the consistency that I seen from Steve that made me say, okay, <laughs> that's the guy. And ultimately, he wasn't the ideal guy. He was an alcoholic crackhead, but he had what I needed. So, so, so necessarily, you might, you might not be looking. You might be looking in the wrong direction for the right guy. I had an alcoholic crackhead teach me and teach me how to become the baddest in the business. I got the baddest belt. You know, the one like The Rock and Jorge has? I got the baddest belt from door to door. I don't care who it is, Sam Tagger, any of them boys. They know not a damn one of them can mess with me. They can get this work at going door to door any day of the week if they want to put up 10 grand. They know what time it is. Yeah. I mean, business, when I, I love this stuff. This stuff made me, man. This stuff, I, I, I live for this, man. One out of every five doors is a sale. It's you, the product, or the money. So you mentioned Steve. He had some personal life issues, but he was still a good mentor for him. And I think, just to go back to that, I think the biggest, if I had to glean out something that really helped him help you, was he was more interested in your success than he was just in his. That wasn't at first, but it, towards the end, yes, that's what it got to be because I kept asking him because his buddy Alex was the best door hook in the business. Every day I'd ask him, am I better than Alex yet? Am I better than Alex yet? I swear to God, he'd be like, shut the f*** up. No, you're not better than Alex yet. 
And then finally one day, dude, I get goosebumps. I got a long sleeve shirt on. One day when I was in the truck, I looked over at Steve. I said, Steve, am I better than Alex yet? He said, boy, he said, you're better than Alex. And he said, when I'm done with you, you're going to be the best in the business. I usually get goosebumps when I tell this story. And that old man knew what he was talking about, man. Right when he was training me. Right when he was training me, that old man knew that he had one on the line. But, you know, but I think I, it's important, too, that he used that. He, like, he wasn't afraid to give his secrets up to help you. And I notice a lot of people, they hold back. And they're like, unless you do this, then I'll do it. It's a quid pro quo. And as soon as I get that, not secrets, like, a lot of these guys are lying inside houses. That's why they won't tell you what they're saying. If yeah. you want me to be honest, yeah. if you want me to be 100% honest, I ain't going to sugarcoat a turd. I'm going to tell you why they ain't telling you they're close because they're lying in the house. I've been doing this 20 years, homeboy. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I've seen that. They say you get someone that's awesome up there. You say, hey, give your pitch. And all of a sudden they start stuttering. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're telling me for three years you've done this pitch. You get on stage and you can't say hey, it. how you doing? That, I was just finishing up for the day, getting ridiculous on what's left. If you could use them, use yep. what? I'll show you. Give me a sec. Shoulder shrug, gentle turn. You got to know your posture means everything at the door and everything, man. Yeah. I'd be up there bending over like this, like I got a neck problem. Hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? You can't be up there all barrel chested at the door, dude. This is serious, man. This is an act you got to put on up there. It's a dog and pony show, man. Like what you said is if you have your nonverbals aligned with what they need to be and your message very honest and very upfront with people, people feel that genuineness, but they also are afraid of you. And so they'll buy. Yeah. And you want your message to be small. Too much message and, and you're showing your hand. Keep it short, sweet, and simple, man. A lot of these guys talk way too much. Your hook and close, your hook should be 10 words. That's why they call it a hook. It's like fish and yank. Short, sweet, simple. You guys are up there five, 10 minutes. That ain't no hook. What are you doing? A demo on your porch? It's called a hook for a reason. You yank it. Then the demo, you get in there and, and you should truthfully be closing these people in a couple minutes in their house too if you're good. If you're truly good at what you do, Within a couple minutes at that table, you should be wrapping these people up. These people are easy to hypnotize if you know what you're doing. You just gotta ask yes questions. You mind if I show you here? Tap a big open space. They're gonna say yes. Get them saying yes four or five times before you shoot that price, boy. The brain on accident, subliminally message, says yes. Man, I can teach you how to Dougie, boy. Okay, so you've been doing this for a long time now. What are you working on now? What's your day? Independent to where I can carry a better product and okay. working on doing a few marketing campaigns to where I can start getting like an e-commerce going, I think it is, is, is what they call it, to where they're ordering online and you're delivering or set sending. You know what I mean? I don't want to put all my ideas out here right now because there's might be, but there might be a few guys watching, but I got some really good ideas that I want to um, bring to this business. And then when I get a chance, I want to train more reps. I want to create more mini-me's. That's truly what I love doing. When I produce at my highest rate, it's when I'm training because it's when I'm bringing the tools out of my shed that I forget that I got in there. You know what I mean? A lot of times we got all these tools in our shed and we'll forget they're in there. But when we get this 18 year old kid here and we're giving him the game, keeps us on point because now we're doing the stuff that we're talking about to him. And as long as we're doing that, we're on point. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to remind yourself that you're talking too much at the door. You're talking too fast, talking too slow. Because a lot of guys don't know how to take the hook at the door. You got to take control at the door. You got to take the hook. You got to take control of your vehicle. Throughout this whole day, you got to be in control. 
Nobody else can be in control of your destiny. You can't go back talking about my wife. She can't be in control of you. She can't be calling you, telling you to come home this time, that time, go pick up the kids. You got to be in control if you want to be successful at door to door. Can't nobody belts be in control. You have to be in control. Yep. And that, and that comes back to like we were talking about, like having that, that control of your dis, your freedom. You're the foreman. And that like you're saying it's not just in control on the doors, control of your life. And control, control of your life, people. control of your vehicle, control of the doors inside the house, all of it. you got to stay in control because as long as you stay in control, you're going to stay in control of the doors. You're going to stay in control of the house. It's a repeating behavior. You know, it's a cognitive, you know, as long it's, it's repetitive. If you keep working on it, practice makes perfect, right? So as long as you practice staying in control, you know, there's a good chance that when you go on the field, you're going to be in control. Once again, I'm just now getting control of my life and making good decisions. I'm working on my second year sober, one, two of 20, brother. That's, dude, congrats. That's I, I do smoke weed, but it's a long stride, man. It's a long stride. One, two of 20, I got my second year sober in, brother. Dude, that's awesome. That's good. One, I can, I can feel the fire, you know? And I remember, like, when I first started seeing your content on the Door to Door Tribe, I was like, wow, this guy's got some fire in him. <laughs> He's, he loves it. He loves what he's doing. But also, more importantly, it's not you're not just putting yourself out there because you want to be like, oh, Scott's the greatest ever. You want to put yourself out there because you're like, hey, I've done things in my life that I want to help others get help with. So I'm putting yeah. that's why you're having this conversation because you know I'm going to publish this and people are going to hear that and be like, dang, I resonate with Scott. I'm grateful for that because you're grateful for the people that paid it forward to you. Man, so grateful, dude. I don't know where I'd be. Matter of fact, I just took Steve to the Lions game. When they played the Chiefs, he was doing a tent sale down in Ohio. He works for Harry Peden still. They were doing a tent sale in Ohio about four weeks ago, and I hadn't seen him since 2001 since he trained me. And I'd just seen him about four weeks ago. And, you know, if I wasn't sober, none of that would have aligned or none of that would have happened. Hell, my wife wouldn't be with me, you know. None of this would be going on. But being that I'm sober, I'm here today talking to you, and I finally got to see Steve after training me. I took him to see the Lions and the Chiefs. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, we got robbed of that one, but hey, it's all right. Us Lions fans are uh, weathered like a rhino. <laughs> well, Scott, I know we're, we're coming up on time here, but is there anything else that you want to say that you're, of your message or you want to bring home? I just want to thank you for the time, first and foremost, giving me a shot. That's the first thing I'd like to do. And hey, my inbox is always open. I know I got two accounts. It can be confusing. If you want to, if you want to add both of them, go ahead. Either one of them are the cops or both me. If you want to ask me questions, go ahead. Anything I, I, I can imagine, that anything you can possibly be going through at door to door, I can relate to and I can help you with. And a lot of it's you being in control at the door. You got to take the hook, look these people in the eyes and watch them by. Eye contact is a big one. And that's why I preach this. Uh, I like being sober so much because I was losing the eye contact when I was getting high. It was tough for me to make eye contact at the door. It was tough for me to make eye contact at that kitchen table. And when you don't make that eye contact, it's easy for the customer to lie to you. That eye contact keeps their lies. in. Customers never lie to you. Okay. Okay. One of two people is <laughs> going to get sold in that house. It's going to be you or them. I promise you. You're going to get sold on their bull or they're going to get sold on your product. One or two people's getting sold, and I'm going to use eye contact. I'm going to create a liar-by situation with questions. I tie them down. They got to literally look me in the eye and lie to me to get away from me. Every time, bro, I'm strong. I eliminate the four common outs. I make it tough, man. I make it real tough. I put the squeeze on them. You got to, hey, you got to put the squeeze on them to get the juice, man. Love it. 
So Scott, so right, so right now you're working on your Great Lakes and Steaks company. Yep, Great but, Lakes Steaks and Cakes. Great Lakes Steaks and Cakes. I told you yep. I was going to screw that up when you told me it's about okay. it. And I said, it's I'm going to okay. screw that okay. one up. So Great Lakes Steaks and Cakes. Um, so keep a lock, look out for that. Scott Jakes, he's on Facebook, very active. I, I looked it up, there's two accounts. But if you look up Scott, he's he, any of these door-to-door groups, he's on there. I'm very active. Very group too. All the meat men. I keep it so real. I used to get kicked out of all the meat groups. So now I created my own meat group, but it's the only one that gets used. It's funny as hell. What's your meat group? If, if you want to look it up, what do they look up on Facebook? It's Hustle Gang, but there's all kinds of guys in there. It's called Hustle Gang, but there's all kinds of door-to-door guys in there. But I got... Dude, there's people posting all day long, all kinds of meat men in there, posting their deals and in there. Yeah, they started kicking me out, so I created my own. Everybody followed me. It's so funny, dude. In, so in control. Funny. In control, right? You're in control. You got to be in control, man. You got to. Okay. I really appreciate your time, Scott. This has been definitely the most like entertaining, but also like huge value interview. So I like do appreciate you taking time. And guys, check out Scott Jakes on Facebook, Hustle Gang, Great Lakes Steaks and Cakes. I wrote it down so I don't forget. Appreciate it, and I uh, hope you have a good day, brother. Sell some solar, brother. Yep, thanks. Take care. Well, welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. Here is 